Dean Kane joins us from Spain. Talk about what he's up to now. Omarosa, Alex Jones, the transgender candidate who just won Vermont's primary. And also that 57% of Democrats view socialism favorably. Hey, so welcome back to Liberty and Cocktails. Uh, today, I have the man, the myth, the legend from Spain, Dean Kane himself. Dean, how are you, buddy? I'm good. More than myth, really. More than myth. <laughs> you, you, you did fly, allegedly. Allegedly. It's a myth. It's a myth. Yeah. So what are, Legendary, you, up, what are you up to these days, man? Oh, man. I am uh, traveling and working a, a lot, and I, I tend to be able to work my work and some vacation time in together. I'm currently in Spain where I have a home. My son's mother is from uh, is from Spain, and so uh, I'll spend a lot of summer times here. I'll try to make that happen. Uh, he's 18. He just graduated from high school. So out here in Spain, he's able to go into all the nightclubs and the bars and things like that. So he is uh, he's having a blast, but he's really way more controlled than I would have been at 18. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're having a blast out here. I was, I've was i already traveled through Poland and Monaco and France uh, this summer. Um, I'm working a lot. I've shot about four movies this year. i got a big one opening in October called Gosnell, which is the story of Kermit Gosnell, who may be the most prolific serial killer um, in American history. If you really break it down, he's a, an abortion clinic doctor who was performing a lot of late-term abortions and you know, partial birth abortions and things like that. I mean, just awful stuff. He's in jail forever yeah. now. Um, but I play Jim Wood, who's the detective who uh, who takes him down, uh, who opens a, a narcotics invest- investigation that, of course, leads to finding out all about that stuff. So that, that film... At least you play the good guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I play definitely <laughs> the good guy. This film comes out uh, October 12th, I think. And it's a big deal because it was a big crowdfunded project and then we couldn't find distribution for it and now we have distribution uh because nobody wanted to mess with the the subject matter yeah there's a lot of people out there that won't touch this abortion i got into an argument with someone the other day i was like you know they were liberal and i was you know i'm not like a drum beating pro-lifer but i do believe that abortion is not for me it's not a great thing and i said to somebody i was like so imagine the the irony of the fact that you think you should be able to abort up until the day of birth but yet you consider a frozen microorganism on a distant planet as life <laughs> just me but what do i know just well yeah exactly yeah. well i don't that that abortion on demand and up until you know um in 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 pennsylvania where this took place the gosnell film uh i believe it's 20 weeks after 20 weeks um uh, no, I'm sorry. It's twenty. Um, is it twenty weeks? Twenty weeks. Twenty weeks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, twenty is when weeks. They say you, you can't. You can't do it. And these guys was performing them way, way, way late. Um, and 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 a lot of these babies were born alive, and he would snip their. Ugh, how do you live with yourself? He didn't think he was doing anything wrong. I, I don't. I still think he thinks he did not commit a crime. That's a moral um, issue, like the, the, the deep down. It is, and it's horrible. I mean, because um, these babies were born alive, and it was—it's just absolutely horrific. But the, the film doesn't show; it talks about that and discusses it. But the film is is shot in such a way as you don't see these things, but you learn about them and you understand the horrors. And it's—I think it's going to be a, a a well-received film. I think we're coming out in like seven hundred theaters or something like that. So uh, I'm excited for it to be out there. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, but I'll barely have been back in the States. I don't go back to the States till late September. So I'll be over here in, in Europeville until, until then. Oh, snap. Well, I, I tell you what, I've been to Europe. It's not my favorite place. Um, <laughs> there is, there's a, there's a couple places. Actually, my wife was like, we should go to, you know, Saint-Tropez and, and drink rosé. And I was like, mm, no, 
It's <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna stay in America, but no, I mean, my wife is is much more cultured than I am. So <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to do. I was just there in Saint Tropez drinking rosé, rosé all day with your, with your pinky um, up. I was pinky up, pinky <laughs> up, and uh, a friend of mine's yacht. That's the way to do it. Yeah, um, but it's friend's yacht. That's also the way to do it. Your friend's mm. yacht. Um, so I was there. It's nice. It's a good thing. I mean, I won't, I, I travel the world. I'm always abroad. I've been this year to like nine different countries and, um, I'm always traveling. Um, but I, I kiss the ground when I get back to the United States of America every time. Yep. Well, I tell you, you know, I was in Europe, uh, a little while ago, I think Oh seven or Oh nine. And I, it was at no seven. I went and worked out in the original Arnold Schwarzenegger gym in wow. Austria. And that was that, uh, you know, I've tapped Europe out. There is there is no other thing in Europe I want to do. Yeah, that's pretty big though. That's a that's a biggie. That's pretty huge. Yeah, and you know, I, I honestly like he the where you look at this gym and it's like some you know iron piping for pull up bars coming out of a stone wall. <laughs> that's you know a thirty by thirty foot gym, if that. I mean, it's tiny, and that's that's where the man got the the start. Yeah, you can do it anywhere if you're that determined. You can do it anywhere, mm-hmm. and of course, he came to the country where you. Don't, no matter where you were born, where you're from, what your ethnicity is, what's your education, you can still achieve if you work real hard. And you yep. did it. Well, that's a, you and I went and grabbed a quick workout when I was out in uh, out in your side of the coast. What yes, was that? That was January, December, somewhere in there. Yeah, that was, that was a good time. Well, so it's hard to figure out December and January when you're in California. They're Southern all California. they're all the same. It, it might as well be the summer. Exactly. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Which, by the way, your view is absolutely incredible. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I, I have a picture that, and I showed I showed somebody that the other day. I was like, "Yo, check out this view," and they were like, "Wow!" Every so, day, yeah, I'm a very blessed guy, and I know it, yep. and I celebrate that. Yep, yep, and it, you have that nice hill where you can throw your the, the dog turds right off the hill, and nobody notices. All right, <laughs> and I do, and I do. So I want to get right to this. Um, Fox News released a poll um, that said. The, of the in the Democratic Party within the Democratic Party, fifty-seven percent of the Democratic Party uh, views socialism positively. Well, well, I, that tells me a number of things. It tells me number one, they don't understand socialism. <laughs> they don't understand socialism as as an economic, a real economic policy, or um, in, in 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 general terms and in specific terms, they don't understand how socialism has failed at every single in every single instance it's ever been attempted to be put in in place and they all they, i've heard the argument well that's not real socialism baloney socialism when you give that power to that select few people you know power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely look at venezuela it's it's an absolute joke and it tells me that these people have haven't really learned what it is and i you know that does point directly to a failure within our educational system that people mm-hmm. don't understand that well the uh, the other thing too that i think is hilarious is that you know all these orcasio cortez and things like that they this woman <laughs> was up to like 3 or 4 years ago was a capitalist and, you know she yeah. worked in a she she was a bartender like you know when the economy's good people go out drinking and <laughs> the the irony is that Everybody, every socialist thinks that, well, we can do it better. We can do it differently. Yeah. It's like that, that is the famous last words of every socialist country. 
Yes. Well, every socialist country has had last words because yeah. they've never worked. Exactly. And that, <laughs> that's the way it is. Capitalism is the greatest economic system that has ever existed. It's created more wealth, lifted more people out of poverty than any other system in the history of mankind. And it's what works best. Now, are there things that we do that are seen as social programs? Of course. There are things that we do. Something like Social Security, though, is completely insolvent and it's become out of control and it needs to be rectified and nobody wants to touch that. But, I mean, socialism on its, on its face, it just doesn't work. It yeah. never works. It removes incentive. It, 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 when you collectivize everything, when you nationalize everything, it never, ever works. Yeah, well, uh, you know, people say, well, you know, health care is, you know, other, these other countries have health care that's socialized <laughs> and things like that. It's like, yes, the government had its chance with socialized health care. They called it the VA, and that worked out swimmingly. But additionally, <laughs> these Nordic countries, if you look at the progress of their economic boom and, their, and their, their growth and everything like that, it all happened before they put in these big government high-tax socialist policies. They've stagnated since then. Of course. You know, and it's a different demographic, too. That's what, one thing that people don't understand. When, when Denmark who has you know very high taxes or sweden has very high taxes and they take care of everybody with everything they have but what they don't have which people don't realize is that in denmark there's no there's not a lot of advancement in research for medical studies because all the money's going to feed the masses in sure. denmark if a terrorist attack happens and they need defense guess what they don't have they don't have a 700 billion dollar defense system like america does they call us of course they do. Everybody calls us. Yeah. Uh, anybody, and, that, and that's the thing. They haven't been spending their money. They haven't even paying their share of the United Nations, those things. They haven't been doing that because we're there. Yeah. And we do that. And that's part of what this current administration and this president has been addressing, which I think is brilliant. I think it's fantastic. But, you know, those countries, listen, I live in Spain. I'm here in Spain now. Um, and a lot of my very good friends and, uh, and family are British as well. And they're in socialized medicine. And I spend a lot of time in Canada. I'm there tons. Now, does that system? I'm real sorry work? about people, that. <laughs> those people in those systems seem to like them to some degree, but you know, um, my son's grandma, you know, can't get her teeth taken care of. She can't get this done. She can't. You don't get things done when you want to. No. Um, there, there's a long wait for this, that, the other thing. I mean, I, I, I know our system isn't perfect, but you know, it cracked me up when the one of the Canadian health ministers had a heart issue, mm -hmm. and they took off and they went to the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, hi. Yeah. Now your life depends on it. Well, the, so the I, I'm not a big fan of, of socialized medicine either. I mean, to some degree, I believe in the safety net to some degree, yeah. of course. And there is and it exists. And I don't think, you know, somebody having cancer or some horrible situation like that um, should put them in the poorhouse by any stretch of the imagination. So that needs to be fixed. But I don't think that Obamacare yeah. was the answer. Well, that's for sure. Oh, no. And you can't force people to buy shit they don't want. And the, the, the fundamental thing, too, which I have always said, is that, like, you know, we broke the system. We, you know, we as Americans, and I collectively we, as much as it pains me to say, elected Barack Obama <laughs> and Nancy Pelosi and all these other liberal nut job loons. And that gave us Obamacare. Now, since then, we have broken the healthcare system. So the pre existing pool, unfortunately, Taxpayers are now on the hook. It's just unethical to say, I know we screwed it up, we tried it, and now you're on your own. So we, at some point, have to cover, in some degree, the pre-existing side. Separate that pool. Let the free market cover everything else. Well, yeah, I love that. The free market will, 99.99% of the time, the free market is going to solve whatever issue it is. Mm -hmm. and, and it should be that way. And it should be. It really should. Yeah. 
Well, so that was the other thing is on that same study that we were talking about with uh, who the Democratic Party viewing socialism positively, for only 47% view capitalism positively. Now, I mean, capitalism to me, it that's it. It's the it's the best we got. It's the best the world's ever seen. It's exactly it. It's the best the world has ever ever seen. Listen, it's just it's it's ridiculous. If you invent the zipper, congratulations, you just helped mankind, and you should never have to work again because everybody's got a zipper on this, that, the other thing. It, 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 that's and and that it spurs innovation and it spurs ingenuity and it, and and it, it's unbelievable. And you should and you should be able to do that. It also drives people to want to exist like that. I have two homes. I worked hard to get these two homes. Because I wanted them. Right. You know, I could have not worked as hard and you could still do it. Of course. But that's what capitalism does. It allows all that innovation. It allows all of that um, ingenuity. It allows people to have, you know, they are inspired to do things, to achieve. To mm-hmm. fi- the, the American dream exists because people want to come and they want to achieve. They don't want to come and just be, oh, okay, happy here, cog in the yeah. wheel. Because it doesn't work. It e- never has worked. Equal opportunity does not always equal equal achievement. It should never equal. I, I believe in equality of opportunity, but not equality of outcome ever. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, speaking of opportunity, <laughs> let's talk about Omarosa and this debacle that she has gotten herself into. She has been given. I mean, Donald Trump gave her multiple opportunities in show business on, you know, the the Apprentice times three puts her in at the senior level at the White House. And no good deed goes unpunished. She is out there stabbing. And, you know, I know her personally. I wouldn't say we're best friends, but I knew her very well during the campaign. And I'm less so pissed about the whole thing. I'm hurt. I said yesterday on my show that it was like being cheated on by a longtime spouse who you knew would never do that. Wow. That hurts. Well, I don't know her personally. Um, And from what I've seen of her you know, on The Apprentice and professionally, and then outside of that, in all the interviews I've seen her give, I don't stand here flummoxed. I'm not here mouth agape. I'm not surprised in the least. It sort of seemed, you know, sort of par for the course. I mean, she, first of all, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what she did in recording General Kelly may very well uh, be extremely illegal and could be a real ethics violation, without a doubt. I mean, I, you, there are places you you just don't take recording devices. You're not uh, allowed to by law. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I think there's a legal issue there. She may find herself in a lot of big trouble. And then I, I, she's sort of bandwagoning. If you if you ask me to try to jump on this, Trump is a racist, and maybe he said the N word here somewhere, and blah 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 blah. You know, uh, that's just that's just it's just madness. It's yeah. just madness to me. And the truth of the matter is, whether he said the N-word or he said, you know, uh, words that are, you know, uh, a negative connotation to Jews or Asians or uh, or uh, Latinos or whatever it happens to be, it doesn't even matter yeah. uh, that he may have said that. It, do- it doesn't matter. It's how – and I, I fight this argument all the time. It's about how he governs. What are his, what are his policies doing? What are going on with the policies? And the policies are, in my opinion, fantastic. He's doing great, great stuff. I, I can't think of a, a policy I didn't support other than I didn't love that huge uh, budget that passed. But the I understand. Omnibus. And he didn't love it either. I know. He didn't. And that's the yeah. only thing where I, where, I, where I cringe a little. But I feel like he's going to right that ship. And I really love the direction he's going. Plus, my God, the energy this man has been showing uh, That's seventy-one I mean, years old. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Plus, 
the ability to just take the what, what I have seen the 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 most he must be the most attacked man in the world and for him to just just let it bounce off and and to continue on his what I believe is the correct path is is amazing and I take my hat off to him. Yeah, I mean, it, it is truly shocking. You know, it, that's the thing, too, is like, I mean, Dean, you know my history with, you know, I had to resign from the Trump administration over some radio interviews, you know, mm-hmm. five years prior. And people are like, well, Carl, you're racist. I'm like, you know, despite the <laughs> fact of me having countless people on this of color of different race, religion, gender, whatever, um, telling me that that's not the case. I, I, I got to an argument with someone the other day. I said, well, it was an argument. It was a healthy debate. And I said, what makes me racist? They're like, well, you said this. I was like, I was a shock jock radio dude. I, my job was to create this, to make people's heads like yours spin. I was like, tell me one time I've ever acted with any racist or any prejudice whatsoever. And they were like, uh, it's like they care more about the words than they do the actions. A lot of people do. And if they, because they, because it fits their narratives. They yeah. want to label you as this, that, the other. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been called racist plenty, which is hysterical if you know me, because I don't have, you know, like a black friend. Mm-hmm. Probably seventy percent of my friends are black. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I play. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I don't care if I have a woman director, a, a, a male director, gay, straight, up, down. I don't. It doesn't make a difference to me. Whatever. Can I'm you do the job? Place. I don't see any of that. I just see, can you do the job? And that's all I care about. But, you know, I've been called this, that, the other thing, a white supremacist, which is interesting because my given name is Tanaka and I'm Asian. I've been called, <laughs> you know, everything. But then you watch somebody, you know, like Candace, um, like Candace Owens out there, and she goes out and she says things, and they're calling, you know, calling her a racist or a white supremacist. So, I mean, literally those, those words, they're, they're ceasing to mean anything because people are throwing mm. them around so much and so ridiculously. It just doesn't make any sense. And yeah, I'm, I'm aware of that, but I think there's people who love that and, and they dine on it and they, that's what, how they're sort of making their living. They want to keep that up. They want to, you know, and that's what was going on with Russia, by the way, in the election and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. They were trying to foment discord. That's it. That's what they wanted to do. And they're like, look how easy this is to make these guys go at each other. It's hysterical. Yeah. So I think that's ridiculous. Here's one thing I got to say that I, I, well, before I forget about it is I travel, like I said, all around the world. I am, you know, I've been through um, Armenia, Israel, Jordan, um, Spain, France, the UK, Ireland, uh, Australia, um, uh, Poland, um, Sweden. Luxembourg? Yeah, this is all this year. This that. <laughs> Luxembourg? I haven't been to Luxembourg. I missed that one. Great but I've been to all these places and I talk to people all the time. And I talk to regular folks on the ground. Mm-hmm. I talk to people in business. And I cannot tell you how often it is that I hear, I would say 90% of the people that I speak to quietly tell me how much they, they, they respect Donald Trump and his presidency and what's going on and, and the way he's taking care of the people in the United States first and foremost. And, and the strength and the backbone that he has showed, um, I've heard that 90% of the time from the everyday regular people and the business people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's shocking. Well, I, you know, it's funny. I was actually up in Canada. I was up in near Nova Scotia bear hunting a little while ago. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking Canada. This is hostile waters. You, you, bear, the... you bear hunt with your bare hands. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the, the bear is a tough-ass animal. Um, so, you know, I'm up there, and I'm like, this is hostile territory for Donald Trump. And I see a dude wearing a MAGA hat. And I was like, I go up to him. I was like, no shit. I was like, you're wearing a, like, that's a dangerous. He goes, dude, you're in like Eastern Canada. 
<laughs> out there, you know, that's where, you know, that's not, it's not like the city area. It's the more rural area. They're like, everybody likes Trump up here, man. They, they'd they say it with their little A and, you know, <clears throat> it's funny. Like it yeah. And, and like, uh, everybody up there loves Trump. Well, I, as much as he's reviled in the press and people pick on him for the things he says, or maybe he, he, he tweets something that, that seems to be. Um, you know, a little off color and, you know, how regular people speak and things like that, which, you know, listen, I, they, they have a valid argument in, in that point, but mm. it, it, it's, it's his style. It's the way he's always worked and it's worked for him. Um, but, but when they start talking about policy, they always agree that his policies make sense mm-hmm. and that they're working. And then a lot of them tell me, you know, you know what, I got to agree. I, I, I think um, that makes perfect sense, and I just you know, but I just don't like the way he says this. And that's the only argument I ever hear against him. I don't like the way he says this, or the way he sees, seems too gruff, or he's making enemies in here. He's not making enemies. He's 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 kicking tail and taking names. Yeah, it, it is really shocking that people have a. And that's what I always tell people. I'm like Democrats. Here's some free advice: get on board with the things that are helping people, and you might actually win an election in November. <laughs> you know, you don't have to agree with all of it, but like, there's some things that are undeniably successful at. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. The, the numbers, you can't make these numbers up. No, oh, no, but Obama built that economy. <laughs> oh, that's right. My bad. How foolish of me. You know. <clears throat> um, speaking of, say, you know, guys like Paul Krugman, the economy is going to tank. It may never recover after Donald Trump steps into office. Things like that. You can play them ad nauseum. You can find them on YouTube everywhere, and none of it came true. None yeah. of it. Yeah, it's it, it's exact opposite. Insane. And, and you know the thing is, these people all still have jobs. And this is what I say: the media market is centered out of you know a couple areas: L.A., New York, D.C. And they perceive their their view from their little ivory tower built on the mortar of normal people's backs as 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 gospel, and and then they push that narrative all over the airwaves nationwide and it just truly does not represent i mean the electoral map shows that i agree wholeheartedly there's no question about it and every time i travel and i travel to small towns and little places here i was just in arkansas filming i was just and they and they love them some donald trump out there i tell you that um and i go to these little towns these little places and i'm finding support for him Everywhere I go, and I'm open about having a conversation with them if somebody doesn't agree. And I, you know, I find people here and there who don't. But then we start talking about it, and then boom, they're like, "Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense." Well, I just wish you wouldn't be so gruff about it. Really? Yeah. So you're offended by the way he says something? You're, that's what. That's pretty it, much it. It's you're you're the there. People are offended by the way he talks about terrorists or MS13 gang members or because he called them animals. That's dehumanizing. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, you don't care that those people just, you know, hacked to death someone and, and stabbed somebody 72 times. And, you know, that that's not upsetting to you, yeah. but it's upsetting that he called them an animal. Well, the irony, too, is like, you know, you, you, t- you go outside. This is the like going back to the Access Hollywood tapes. And by the way, when I heard that, like, he called me crass or something. But like when he was like, yeah, I moved on her like a bitch. That's just uh, first off, who says that? But it's just funny to me, you know. Like, it's not sexual assault. He's shooting the shit. Like, I have heard straight edge guys that are you know for or against Trump say far far worse. Oh and I'm God, just like yes. when all these people jumped, you know, popped up and said, "Oh my, you know, I'm the beacon of morality," and you know, I like I talked to a buddy of mine who's you know I talk to all the time, and he's like, 
I, I just, you know, he was a Republican, um, but a Mitt Romney-style guy. And he's, I, I can't believe someone would say that. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, you cheat on your wife, like, weekly. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, dude, it's totally different. That, and but I'm I wouldn't like, say it. I wouldn't say it so crassly. Uh, well, but the thing is, he has explained <laughs> in graphic detail some of the things. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you know, Wait, like, pot nah. kettle. <laughs> Pot kettle, yeah, exactly. Uh, glass houses, just saying. Yeah, geez. It, you know, it, that's the thing is, is there's a lack of introspection today. People don't look into themselves. Like, look, you know, like if I ever run for office again, which I may, I probably will. I, you know, there's a lot of people who tried to get me to run this cycle. I said, no, nah, I just, I just can't this cycle. But my campaign slogan's like, you ever made a mistake? Me too. Vote for me, and I'll make it right. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, just, what do you got to lose? You know. Nothing. I've made some mistakes, and I've said some really stupid things in my day. There's no question about it. And uh, you know, if, if some of those things ever come back up, and I have to face them, fine. Yeah. I have no problem facing it. But I've, I've been I've been an open book forever. Yeah. And I, I have no problem with that. Tweets. You're not going to find bad tweets from me. You're not going to find me saying you know racially charged things. Sure, there's been some silly jokes that you make with your friends and things like that. Because my friends run the gamut, and and we all make jokes among ourselves about each other. You know, they make Asian jokes about me. I make Iranian jokes about my buddy. My black friend makes jokes about this. We make Latino jokes. They go back, forth, left, right, and center. And that is normal and that should be okay. Yeah. The, everything's gotten so politically correct. It's out of, out of, it's out of, it's insane. Like I have, there's not a racial, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I don't care where you're from, what, what country, what language you speak, what religion you are. Mm-hmm. I don't care at all. I care about your actions and what you do to your fellow man. And that's it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Your fellow person. Oh yeah. Your proper gender pronouns yeah. there, Dean. I, I'm person. actually offended. Person. By, I, I apologize. By the I, way, I, I don't know what this, this, Everyone says like, "Oh, I'm offended by that." I've, I don't think I've ever been offended by it. I've been annoyed. I've been pissed off. I've been angry, but I've never been like if you if you call me an asshole, well then I'm like, "Well, screw you, Dean." You know, but I don't. I'm not like offended. I don't go home and like cry in my pillow. <laughs> have you ever been offended by something? No, it, I it, I don't have that one either. Yeah, I, I just I don't. It doesn't exist. If something's on TV that that I don't like, I just change the channel. I don't call the ACLU. No. <laughs> well, like if Keith Olbermann's on, I'll change that channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but sometimes even like things that like make me feel like uncomfortable, I kind of want to watch them just to like either learn about. It. And that was the thing with with my resignation. Actually, it kind of gave me a time to to look deeper. And so I tried to walk a mile in a lot of people's shoes. Um, and that's one of the things that the, one of the, I, you know, I never make the same mistake twice being in the military. You learn that, you learn that the hard way. And yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, when I say the hard way, I mean, it, it you the learn it the way. really hard way. Yes, so <laughs> I, um, I took a chance to look in at it, like all walks of life, all types of people. And I found that, you know, to be honest, like we're, most people, you know, when you when you remove when you take get them in a vacuum, we remove all the social pressures. Almost everybody can get along as long as they don't think someone's looking over their shoulder. Agreed. Yeah, I see it all the time. I see it all the time in all walks of life, in all places, and some of the places you'd think would be the toughest. You know, whether it's even in Israel or in Jordan uh, with Palestinians in the West Bank or Gaza or wherever it happens to be, or Israeli Jews or, or you know whatever it is there, or or or, or Arab Israelis or how you know you see people together getting along. 
And most people want the same things. They just they want to get along and they want to take care of their family and they want to live a, a, a peaceful, happy life. Most people do. So there are those who don't. Two last things I want to cover with you. This woman uh, in Minnesota, Ilan Omar, she's uh, I guess she's slotted to be the first female Muslim congresswoman. Ah, okay. And so I, you know, I don't dislike her because she's Muslim. I dislike her because her policies suck. And she tweeted out, you know, we started this campaign to prove pe- uh, prove to people are willing to fight for America, that, uh, America that works for us, to every staff member, volunteer, donor, voter, blah, blah, blah. She goes, together we will move our district, state, and nation forward. And I tweeted back, you know, I, I, this kind of bothered me. I said, the thing is, you're not moving us forward. Your socialist policies are, in fact, moving us backwards. And instantly, the Twitter sphere lights up with, you're racist, you hate Muslims. No, I, meant, I didn't mention anything about Islam. I mentioned everything about her policies, everything about her beliefs. Yeah, you're going to get attacked for that every single time, though. Yeah. You're always going to get attacked with yeah. that. I have no problem... Um, I have no problem picking on policies, and if you want to call me racist, go ahead. Because yeah. it's nothing to do with race, and doesn't have anything to do with gender. Doesn't have anything to do with anything other than policies. Yeah. Now, if she's pushing socialism, she will find me on the other side saying I disagree vehemently. Mm-hmm. I'm a small government kind of a guy. I'm a capitalist, and I, I believe in some safety nets. But that's that that that's where I stand. I certainly not a socialist policies. Yeah. I, I don't buy it, and I don't think. If, and I think if Democrats run to that far left. They're not going to see that blue wave they're hoping for in November, that's for sure. Yeah, the Orcasio-Cortez team. The, and the next thing was the Vermont, uh, the Democratic Party elected their first transgender woman man to be their candidate to run for governor. Now, I transgenderism is something that I, I, I actually have quite a problem with because I think that it is, it is something where you are an XY or an X chromosome. X or Y, that's it. There's no... <laughs> There's no, like, I feel difference. Like, I could identify as a billionaire, but that doesn't mean I have a billion dollars in my bank account. <laughs> you know, it, it is it. reality. I mean, it, it's, it's fact and science and math. And <clears throat> when you elect someone like that, I think it shows this almost this twilight zone that we're living in where people are saying, oh, yeah, this, this is a person who literally can't figure out their gender. <laughs> well, this person has not been elected yet. I, I understand they're 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 the candidate, right? Well, she won the primary, though. She won the primary, and but she's not she's not the she's yeah. the Democratic primary candidate, and um, well, and hasn't been elected yet. Neither has uh, Ocasio Cortez, and maybe they both will be. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't look at their sex or gender or anything like that myself ever. I wouldn't even care transgender, and it doesn't matter to me whatsoever. I want to see the policies. That's yeah. it. You know, um, I, I, a friend of mine for a long time, um, and person who I, who I wanted to be like when I was young, when I was 10 years old, I wanted to be Bruce Jenner. I did. I wanted to win the decathlon and win the Olympics and thought that was awesome. And then his, 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 to become, um, Caitlyn Jenner and and I saw him and saw her and, and Caitlyn and that was wonderful and great. (laughs) So the exact same person. Yes, now, I mean, well, Bruce Jenner in his prime was a was a machine. Oh my gosh, yeah. unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable! Rewrote and the book. Still lovely and wonderful. Um, I mean, just uh, just has changed. Just wears dresses and has longer hair. Um, I don't know if all the rest has changed. <laughs> I don't care. That's just it. I don't care. Now, if, if Caitlin was 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 creating policy, now I'd pay attention. 
And that's what and that's what I would judge it on. So for me, it's all about policy. I don't care. Green, white, 14 years old, 20 years old. I don't, it doesn't matter. What's the policy you're talking about? Does it make sense or does it not make sense? That's really all I care about. So, uh, you know, breaking a glass ceiling or whatever it happens to be or doing that, I don't even think twice. I just care. Can you do the job? What do your policies say? That's all I care about, literally. Ladies and gentlemen, Dean Kane himself. Thanks for joining. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Happy to be on here with you, Carl. <laughs> all right. Enjoy Spain. Don't don't drink too many rosés. <laughs> here it's more... Uh, here is more sangria. Ah, uh, okay. All right, with the accent and everything. All right, Dean, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you, Carl. Hey, so make sure that you follow us on Twitter, at Carl Higby, or go to www.libertyandcocktails.com to hear more. This is Liberty and Cocktails. Mm-hmm.